everybody welcome back to another episode of simply unprofessional i'm your host webby join me tonight we got rob hey everybody it's rob and we got devin it's me devin i'm here <clears throat> so this week uh we watched a movie it was rob's pick uh the movie was it follows uh which i again i went into this movie not knowing anything uh, I had asked a little bit last week if, if you guys thought, on, in your opinion, if I thought if, if I would think it was scary or not. Um, I will say after having seen it, spoilers by the way, but after having seen it, I definitely still think In the Mouth of Madness was was scarier, in, in my opinion. Um, there wasn't really anything scary about this movie. Uh, there was the one scene, I guess that that kind of got me. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, wow, this movie, uh, it's exactly what Devin pretty much described it as, is it's, it's a supernatural STD that you just can't shake. Uh, essentially the hardest part. Okay. Let's start with this. Does anybody know what what year this was supposed to take place in? Mm, I don't. I, I didn't. Read, I don't know. Like, they have like cell phones it. and like they had, at points they had cell phones and like she has like an e reader thing, but she's also using like an old timey stretch cord telephone at one point, and Let's there's see. a TV with rabbit ears. So I don't know. It follows Wikipedia. Uh. Oddly, is not giving a date of any kind. It, it gives the date that it was year. released. Yeah, there was just so many, like <laughs> like you said, the one girl had the e-reader thing that looked like a little, like a seashell. But then, like, their TV was an old school tube TV with the rabbit ears. Most all of the vehicles were older vehicles. Like, even down to their clothes, like, they just, they, it seemed like it was modern people with, like, a relatively low budget, so they're like, we'll just get whatever we can, and they were trying to make it, like, early 90s, late 80s, like, that kind of feel to it. Um, it definitely, I think I, I got hung up on that the most throughout the entire movie, <laughs> I, I feel, uh... It was shot in late 2013. Uh, it was it was shot in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Devin, did any of those places look familiar? I I saw the one street sign that said like Twelve Mile Road or something like uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I grew up on Twelve Mile Road. Well, um, but around Twelve Mile Road, but I mean. I, in terms of a specific neighborhood, I, I probably not. But no. I mean, twelve mile, yeah. I, 
I grew up on 12 Mile. I am. All right. Live off of 12 Mile. I'm a solo the day. But uh, 12 Mile's a very long street. Like, it, it cuts through multiple cities. So it's kind of a. All the mile roads in uh, Michigan, for the most part, cut through multiple cities. So it's kind of hard to say one way or the other. Now, is, is Detroit. How that really would <laughs> Let me ask a dumb question, Devin. Because I don't know. Nah, you're good. Is Detroit, is Detroit like Boston, where it's like, you say Boston, but Boston comprises of their central Boston, then there's a bunch of fucking towns all around Boston. Yeah, yeah, like, you basically, basically, if you're anywhere, basically, if you're anywhere, if you're not from, like, There are a, 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 there are very few people who are actually from Detroit in terms of like when people when you go out of town and people are like oh you're from Detroit they, they'll say they're from the Detroit area nine times out of ten they live in like a suburb within it pretty much most people if you're within thirty minutes of Detroit you're like I live in Detroit that's what most people say but it's not necessarily true like right. you know what I mean because you have like yeah and then, and then there's different like parts of Detroit there's downtown Detroit there's you know, there's like downtown Detroit, which is like the urban, like nice area. Then there's the, you know, you have like the actual like city of Detroit in general, which is like the suburbs of Detroit, which is kind of like where, again, we've gone over this before in this theory of like of this podcast, the theory of uh, Detroit as a donut of crime. Um, oh, where yeah, you have the donut of crime, where you have like downtown Detroit, which is like right in the middle where the donut hole will be. There's like almost, I'm not saying there's no crime, but like it's relatively like you live down there. It's relatively safe. There's five, $6,000 a month, a month rentals down there. Um, and yeah, like you'll have the water. It's not, it's an, it's like the business district. It's nice. Right. And then you go like, 10 minutes North and you're like, you're in air quotes of the hood. Um, and then you you know you have a crime in that area. Then you go a little bit past that, and you're on the outskirts, and you're kind of like okay, <laughs> right. like you know you have a couple, maybe a couple carjackings here and there, but that's everywhere. So I mean, whatever, you know. So yeah, I mean, it it's really hit or miss in terms of like how it goes. All right. So I mean, yeah, but as far as it's very similar to that. It's very similar to like there being <laughs> just uh, a. People just general will general say they're from Detroit or whatever, but realistically they're 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 not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh yeah, like, oh I'm from Boston. It's like, oh well, you're not really from Boston. You're from you you're know from, a town from fucking Chelsea. twenty minutes outside. You're from twenty minutes outside of Boston. <laughs> right. You're not really from Boston. Yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, it it is similar. Um so I have an answer for you about the time the time period. No. Yeah, so somebody asked uh, about it, and they got an answer. It says, uh, they said, uh, I thought of the movie, whether it was in a theater or on old TV, cars don't look particularly new either, but Yara has some kind of clamshell device that appears to be an e-reader, so what year is this supposed to take place? The straight answer to your question is that It Follows does not take place in any particular time. In an interview with the AV Club, the writer-director... David Mitchell discussed the origins of the story being a recurring nightmare from his childhood. So he says, I'd had this idea for a long time. It came from a nightmare that I had as a kid, this basic idea of being followed by something that can look like different people and only I could see it. It was so very slow, but always coming for me. Uh, so it said, because of this, he wanted to keep the time frame ambiguous while also making the events seem a little dreamlike. 
When asked by the AV Club about the time period and the shell phone shown in the movie, Mitchell had to say this. There are product design elements from the 50s on up to modern day. A lot of it is from the 70s and 80s. The e-reader cell phone or shell phone you're talking about is not a real device. It's a 60s shell compact that we turned into a cell phone e-reader. So I wanted modern things, but if you show a specific modern smartphone now, it dates it. It's too real for the movie. It would bother me anyway, so we made one up, and all of it is really just to create effects of a dream, to place it outside of time, to make people wonder about where they are. Those are things that happen to us when we have a dream. And then a bunch of people going out at the bottom, like, dreamlike was not definitely not the result. I spent the movie wondering if these weird items were terrible oversights on the, the director's, uh, on the prop person's uh, part. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from. This entire movie, I'm occasionally trying to wrap my head around this, where this, when and where this film is supposed to take place. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not alone on that. <laughs> I'll say that. So apparently they wanted to keep it ambiguous, so it's not really any time frame. It's outside of time. <laughs> so originally, I think this movie was made for a film festival. Uh. It follows premiered at the 2014. Uh, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Cannes Film Festival. Cannes. C a n n e s. Uh, on May 17th, 2014, it was released theatrically in France. Uh, February 4th, 2015. So almost a year later. Uh, and then slowly started releasing after that. They started, you know, going into the United Kingdom on February 27th, limited release in the United States on March 13th, and a wide release on March 27th in 1,200 theaters. Um, and this film, though, you wouldn't think, I, I mean, I wouldn't have thought it, because it, they had a very limited cast, it seemed. Uh, but the budget for this film was $1.3 million. And in the box office, they made $23.3 million. So, it didn't make a lot, but I mean, for, for what it was as a film festival, you know, movie and, and entry and whatnot, I, I mean, I think they made out pretty well. You know, only spending $1.3 million. And, you know, getting 23.3. So, I mean, that's not bad, I guess. I mean, based off of theatrical releases, that's not anything that's like, I think we've had this conversation, like, normally you have to hit a certain um, certain gross earnings to warrant uh, a sequel to most people. Mm. But, uh, I mean, I don't think this movie was going to have a sequel anyway, um, based off its ending. But let's hop into it anyway. So there's this small group of friends. There's like four four of them, right? There's Jay, who's the girl. She's the lead girl. I guess I guess we can talk about the very, very beginning. There's like a half-naked girl who runs out of her house in high heels. <laughs> and then she starts like backpedaling down the road slowly. The neighbor who's unloading groceries or something asks if she needs help, and she's like, nah, nah, I'm good. And then she, like, rounds to the other side of the road, starts running down the sidewalk, and then crosses the street and runs back into her house. 
at which point her dad is asking if she's okay. The dad follows her in. She runs out again, gets in her car and leaves, and then goes to the beach, and then you find her dead on the beach with her leg broken, like toe-touching forehead kind of broken. So, then you meet Jay. There's There's Jamie, or Jay. There's Paul, who's who's the only boy in the group. Well, technically, at the start. Mm-hmm. There's Yara, and then there's Jay goes Kelly. To OU. And Jay goes to OU. Whoop whoop. No, I think <laughs> I, I think that was the other guy, wasn't it? That was the he boyfriend. Open University. She goes. They to both go. That's where he he was in the classroom when she started running from the old lady. I thought that they was, were in the same class. I thought that was Greg. Oh yeah, that is Greg. Yeah, Paul. Paul's the. Paul's the, one the super nerdy saying, one who works at the ice cream. I'm just show. saying, Jay, Jay does in fact go. Oh, to Jay does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I misheard you. It makes me happy. Jay does in fact go to. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it, you know, it starts off. She's she's swimming in a dirty ass above ground swimming pool. You know, she yells at her pervy neighbors spying on her. She's going out on a date later on that night. And then she goes, and they play a game waiting in line at the movie theater. And the game, roughly, you know, you're supposed to look around and mentally decide who you would want to switch places with and why. And then the other person is supposed to have two guesses to guess who and why you would switch places with them. Well, it gets to be where they're sitting down and she's looking around and she guesses, you know, she figures out who she would switch places with and the and the guy she's with mentions some girl in a yellow dress up near the entrance. And when she turns around, she doesn't see anyone. And then the guy really, like, nervously wants to leave all of a sudden. And, like, he just says he's not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it goes, you know, there's another day, All everybody's hanging out, whatever. And then they go back out, Jay and fucking Hugh. Well, that's what she thinks his name is, is Hugh. And they end up having sex. And then he chloroforms her. Like, he's in the trunk for a long time. I was like, girl, you're in the backseat of this car. You just done had sex with this guy. He got out, and now he's in the trunk. And you're not even remotely concerned. Like, there's no reason this guy needs to be in the trunk. At all. And then he comes in, and he puts a beer on the floor. It's like, okay, you could have had those in the back seat. You didn't have to have those in the trunk. All right? They're not any colder in the trunk. Then he chloroforms the shit out of her. It's like, yep, knew something bad was going to happen here because the guy spent far too long in the goddamn trunk. Then she wakes up. She's tied to a wheelchair. And he, like, they're in, like, some, I don't even know what that was. It's not a parking garage. It's just, like, some abandoned building, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it might have been an abandoned parking garage. It had multiple levels. And uh, he's looking around with a fucking flashlight or whatever. She wakes up. He starts explaining this whole thing, saying, I, I don't want to hurt. I'm not going to hurt you. And I just want to show you that this is real. You're not going to believe me. But essentially, you know, somebody gave it to me. So I gave you know, I gave it to you. The best thing you can do is just go have sex with somebody as fast as you can and try to pass it on. Uh, 
but this thing's going to follow you. It's going to look like fucking random people. And then, like, he showed her. He, like, turned her around. There's, like, this naked woman just slowly, like, walking towards them. Like, a normal walking pace. Uh, And he ends up letting her go. But he explains, like, this thing, it's not ever going to stop. It's constantly just going to make a beeline for you, wherever you are. And, I mean, you can easily outmaneuver it and outrun it. But it's just it it won't stop. So you gotta yeah. keep moving or just pass it along. And if yeah, and if you get it's, killed, it's gonna come back after me. And it's not like a ghost. It's it's solid. Like well, he didn't. He doors didn't explain that. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like for for the people listening, it, yeah. it's like it. It makes a beeline for you, but it has to like it can't go through walls. It yeah, can't, it has to. Like, it has to break windows to get in places and stuff like that. But right. Uh, so, you know, he, like, dumps her off in the middle of the road, and then, like, leaves out in front of her house, and everybody thinks she's crazy for a while. Um, the whole time, I will say this, once, you know, she finally, you know, she discusses and she tells everybody what this is all about, or whatever, and, and, like, she the one friend Paul offers to stay at their place and stay up all night to make sure nothing gets to her. You get, you know, that you know that this guy's head over heels for this chick. And, uh, they hear like glass break or some shit in the house. And, uh, Paul goes and looks. Well, the, the first time she sees it, cause she starts to not believe it either. But then she saw the old woman at the school. Oh, yeah. She's sitting in her desk at school and she sees an old woman just walking across the quad in like a, a hospital gown and nobody's like talking to her or commenting on it. So she gets up from the classroom and leaves and that's when uh, who is the who is it Greg? Greg, Greg, yeah. Yeah, Greg sees her leave that time and just watches her go. Uh, so eventually she's like walking down the halls and she sees the old lady start following her down the hall. So she passes this, these two girls that are talking, and the old lady just steps right in between them and keeps walking, and they don't say anything. So then she says, as the lady's getting closer, she says, hello, and the two girls turn and look at her and say, hi, like, you're crazy. Uh, but they obviously don't see the old lady, so then she books it home, and she tells them when she gets home about what happened. They're like, yeah, okay, pat on the head. Yeah. <laughs> um... So then the, that's when Paul offers to stay the night. Yeah, and then they hear the glass break, like the window break in the kitchen, and Paul goes and looks, sees the broken window, and then goes upstairs to get her sister. And Jay, for whatever fucking reason, decides to go investigate the kitchen. Like, why? Why would you? But she goes in, and then she sees another half-topless woman like, just slowly approaching her, so she freaks out and runs upstairs. Uh, and locks herself in her room. Then, Paul and her sister knock on the door, she slowly opens it, lets them in, starts, you know, starts talking to them, and starts freaking out, and then, the Yara, the other, the other friend, knocks on the door, and she goes and opens the door for her, 
And as Yara is about to walk in, like, from the darkness in the hallway behind, you see, like, this eight-foot-tall motherfucker, like, lurk, lurching <laughs> over, like, heading towards the room. That's the only part that kind of got me a little freaked out was just, that guy was freakishly tall. <laughs> like, he literally was, like, hunched over at the waist, like, walking down this hallway. And it was like, oh, my God. This is that that guy's humongous. <laughs> and so Jay decides to yeet herself out a window. Uh, and then she steals the neighbor kid's bike and goes and, and bikes to the local fucking, I guess, playground. I don't know. She went to a swing set uh, where her friends managed to catch up with her. And she's starting to have a fucking nervous breakdown. And then Greg shows up, and then Greg offers to go get his car, and they're going to just go drive somewhere uh, to get the fuck away from this thing, you know? And uh, they go out to, like, the beach house. Or did they already go, or did they go and see, I don't remember, did they go to the beach house, or did they go find the guy They go find his, where he had rented the apartment, and they were looking through, like, how he has the windows covered in cans and stuff that make noise. All right. So they then, go look yeah. they go looking for this Hugh guy and they find out based off of what school he goes to that his yeah, real name they is found Jeff. A, a picture of him and his girlfriend in one of his books his his porno books in his room. Yeah. So they went to the school to find out his real name. Yeah. They found out his name was Jeff and then they hunted down his real house. Uh and then they all were sitting in the backyard in a circle as Jeff calmly I guess informed all of them as to what this was. Said he got he picked it up in a one night stand with some chick at a bar he doesn't remember. And that the only way you can get rid of it is literally by having sex with somebody, passing it on to them, and then hoping that they keep passing it on down the line essentially faster than it kills its way back to you. Because if you give it to somebody and the thing catches up to them and kills them, then it's coming for you next. Um so, after that, I think that's when they go to the boathouse, right? Yeah, he does because he told her it, it's coming for you constantly, but it's slow. Right. So you can take like get far away and take a couple of days to think about whether you want to pass it on or not. <clears throat> yeah. So they they went, and then he's also like they all look at him like he's crazy, except for her because every time someone comes here, they're like, "Do you see that person?" They're like, "Yeah, yes. yeah, the jogger." <laughs> Although I will say he waited until that jogger got uncomfortably close to the group before he asked if if people saw them. It's like, if they didn't see him, you're fucked because they were literally right behind Jay when you asked. Like, um, but I guess that's another one of the cues too, right? Is the fact that it's, it's focus is solely going to be pretty much on you and it's, going to constantly make a beeline for you. Um, it won't get distracted for the most part or other things like that. Um, then they go up to like this lake house and it's like owned by Greg's family or something. It's where he used to go hunting. And uh, they're all just kind of relaxing, taking time to themselves, you know, gathering the thoughts and whatnot. And uh, then there's a scene where they're like out on the beach, like she, she, like Greg had taught her how to shoot a handgun. Uh, then they're all on a beach, 
And you see Yaro walking down this path as Greg gets up and goes and takes a piss. Uh, but then the next time it pans over to like Paul and the sister and stuff, and then the lake in the background, you see Yara in the lake in a floaty thing. So you realize, yeah. oh, the one that's walking towards her is the thing. <laughs> Uh, and then all of a sudden, her hair just stands up sh- like straight because yeah, the like thing grabs her. Other seat. Yeah, uh, they just see her hair go straight up in the air as the thing grabs her hair. Yeah, so everybody starts freaking out. Paul hits it with a chair, and then it like slashes at him and like flings him like thirty Halfway feet across the beach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they end up like they end up hiding in like the boathouse. She grabs the gun. She fires a few rounds and misses a lot. And yeah, like they're and Paul, who by saw Greg. none of this. Yeah, or Greg, yeah. Greg, who saw none of this, is running at them, like wondering why they're screaming. And then it looks like she's just shooting at him. And yeah. he's like, stop shooting at me. <laughs> uh, and then she finally, she hits the thing in the neck. And you see it go down and then instantly just pretty much start getting back up. Uh, and then they lock the door and it blows a hole in the door. Which is perfect, like almost a perfect circle. Uh, and then, like the creepy kid, the neighbor kid came crawling through it. Yeah. Well, first it was again Paul, and he's like, "What did you guys do to my door?" <laughs> like, it's not us; it's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he like runs off, and then she's concerned that it took him or whatever. So she crawls to the hole, and then the neighbor kid comes crawling through right when she goes to look through it. Yeah. Dumb, 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 dumb girl. Don't. Don't don't go towards the supernatural hole in the door. Yeah, it's like send one of the ones you know that it's not trying to kill to look through the hole in the door. Yeah. So as the neighbor kid, as the creepy neighbor kid uh, comes crawling through the door, she goes out the other door, the sliding like dock door. Uh, makes a beeline for the car, gets in it, and starts to drive away. Now. This thing, you see it slowly approaching up the up the lawn, and then you see all the friends passing it and are almost to the car, and she just continues driving away. She could have stopped and let the friends in and then just drove away, because it's not like she can't see it in the rearview mirror. But she was freaked out, whatever, you know, and it's a movie. So she went flying down the road, swerved to not hit a truck, and then ended up driving into a cornfield and knocking herself out and busting her arm. Uh, Then she wakes up in the hospital, surrounded by all of her friends and her mother, I think. Yep. Uh, And I don't remember if there's anything else specific that happens in the hospital, but she ends up fucking Greg. Yeah, well, no, she hears the footsteps coming when everybody's asleep, but it turns out to be just a nurse. Yeah, she's just paranoid as fuck, which, I mean, (laughs) rightfully so. But, so she ends up fucking Greg, and then, like, four days go by or some shit, and Greg hasn't seen anything. So they're just assuming, like, he just assumes it's not going to happen, and that, you know, whatever, she's just crazy. Uh, And she, still locking her door you know, all this other bullshit. And then eventually, uh, she's like looking out her window and she sees Greg jogging down the road, walking down the road or whatever. Yeah. And tries to, open his, yeah, tries to open his own house door, but can't and throws a rock through it and then just kind of crawls through the window. So she thinks she figures it's, it's, it's the thing going after Greg. So, 
like an idiot, she runs across the the road and crawls into Greg's house and, you know, runs upstairs to where she hears the banging and it's now it looks like Greg's mom banging on the door and she yells for Greg not to open the door and the thing like looks at her for a moment and then goes back to just knocking on the door and Greg angrily opens the door and this thing jumps on him and sexes him to death. It's the only way I can describe it. It was there was like electricity things going on and whatever, and then he was just drained of all life. Like I don't know. So then it starts coming after her again because Greg was you know her her next one, and he hadn't done anything with anybody since. Uh. I don't know. Then there's some more, like, ramping up of, like, oh, this thing isn't appearing right away, and she's going slowly insane. And finally, she ends up leaving. I forget how she sees it. But I, I'm, I'm assuming she saw something, and then she that's what made her drive out into the woods. Uh, and then she woke up and went down to the beach and saw a boat with, like, three dudes on it. And then she just stripped down and got into the lake. And then it cuts to her driving, and her hair is all wet. I think it's... So Rob brought up a point. It's either making you lead... It's it's either leading you to believe that she fucked all the dudes on the boat to pass it on, or she started to get into the water and then thought better of it and didn't pass it on. But either way, the thing starts following her again. So either she didn't fuck the guys on the boat, or she did and they're all dead. Uh, so then, Paul, poor Paul. I've been, I was rooting for Paul the whole movie, by the way. I was like, Paul, take one for the team. Man, you love this girl. Have sex with her. You know, do it for her. Save her life. And uh, he comes up with a plan. He First off, he offers. He's like, I'll do it. I'll, you know, we can do it. I Then I can see it. The set and the other thing. And he's like, hey, you trust me? And then he devises this plan to try to electrocute this thing. <laughs> so they go to, like, this big public swimming pool that's in a creepy mansion out in the middle of a creepy field. Uh... I don't know if that's like a special like college pool or or some other facility, but I don't. Why is there a pool inside of a creepy mansion? Is there any? Answer I to that? think it. I think it was. It's like a community center. Oh, well, it looks creepy as fuck. It looked run down from the outside, and then you get into the pool, and the pool looks brand new. Uh so then they brought all the appliances with them, plugged everything in, put them all right on the edge of the pool, and then they, they got Jay to go into the pool. And then, I don't know, hours pass or some shit, and she's just in this pool, chilling, probably all pruned up, you know, from being in the water for so goddamn long. And then she starts freaking out, saying that she sees it. And she points at it, and then this thing just starts throwing all the electronics into the water. <laughs> uh, 
this is really the first time. Well, I guess no, that we saw it throw the rock through the window. I was gonna say this is really the first time that we've seen it interact with objects to get to somebody. Um. So every time it threw one of the like the electronics into the pool, like it would it would land right near her, but it would short out and it wouldn't actually like electrify her. And then she got hit in the head with one of them and was like bleeding. Uh. Eventually, they ended up. I think, I think Paul shot it once, but also shot the the nerdy girl Yara uh, in the leg. In the leg, yeah. And then the sister put a blanket. She was like wafting a sheet in front of her until it covered her up. Uh, and then Paul shot it in the head, and it fell into the pool. Jay tried to get out. It grabbed Jay's ankle, you know, and held her under, you know, suspense, blah, blah, blah. Paul was just shooting aimlessly into the pool and then ended up hitting it in the head by just pure luck. Uh, And then Jay just saw the whole pool fill with blood. Uh, Then, apparently, again, this was another kind of an idea that I had way earlier in the in the movie that you know Rob ended up telling me at this point that you know I was right after they leave this pool uh Jay and Paul end up doing it and she passes it on to Paul and then Paul goes and pays for a hooker and passes it on to the hooker uh figuring you know they have lots of sexual partners so that might buy them a lot of time. And then there's like the somewhat happy ending of it is it essentially shows Paul and Jay, you know, together and they're holding hands and walking down the sidewalk and you know, they're passing the houses and seeing the kids playing um in the yards and stuff and then it pans to like show behind them and there is somebody walking behind them at a distance. And then the movie just kind of ends. Uh, so they never explain if the person following them was the the thing following them, or if it just happened to be a pedestrian on the side of the road walking as well. Uh, so it really kind of leaves you up in the air. I like to think that it was just a pedestrian and that Paul's brilliant idea of paying for a hooker to get rid of this supernatural STD worked. Uh, but who knows? And that's essentially It Follows. Uh, in a nutshell. Uh, Devin, I know you've been quiet because of your, your, your internet and stuff, but do you have any anything to say about this, this It Follows movies? Like, Do you have any favorite parts or parts that you didn't like? Or... Um... No, I mean, I have seen it before. Why is this classified as a horror movie? Like, I get the kind of the eerie things following you or whatever, but I think it's more of like a suspense movie. It's classified as a horror mystery thriller. I would say it leans more heavily in the thriller side and like like the suspense thriller side than anything. But, um, Hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had seen it already prior. I saw it kind of when it first came out. Um, 
And that's what Rob mentioned. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's totally a good movie, a fine movie. I'm down watching that again. It's a good movie. I mean, I have really have nothing really to add to it. You guys covered the movie. Uh, as far as like favorite parts, uh, I do think one of the better scenes, though, um, for me personally, one of the better scenes was like the I wouldn't call it a scare because it didn't really scare me. Was unsettling would be a better way to say it. Was the was was the tall guy like that right? was a really good scene because that like, motherfucker was like nine was really feet scene. tall. Yeah, he was huge. He was a big dude. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he's like actually like seven foot six or something like that. And it almost kind of reminded me, like his facial structure almost kind of reminded me of Lurch from the Adams family. Like, hold on, I can look him up real quick here. I'm not mistaken. Now, I will say, Jay, the lead actress, was played by uh, the actress's name is is Maika Monroe. I, I, probably butchering the pronunciation of that, but it's M A I K A. Maika or Maika, one of the two. Uh, Monroe. She <laughs> has not been in. Anything that I'm familiar with. <laughs> She's been in a lot of stuff, but uh, none of it is anything that I, I'm familiar with. Oh, she was in Independence Day Resurgence, which I'm guessing is the... There was a sequel? I don't know. I didn't see it. Um, yeah. It was. It wasn't good. Um... Uh, I don't know anything else here. Um, Lily Sepp, who played her sister, was only in a small handful of projects, uh, none of which I know. Uh, Olivia Lucardi, who played Yara, her only role that I'm familiar with is she was in Orange is the New Black. So the tall guy, the tall guy is Michigan's is Mich- played by Michigan's tallest man, um, Mike Lanier. Uh, he is seven foot seven. Damn! So I wasn't far off when I said the guy was fucking damn near eight feet tall. Yeah, he's seven seven. Uh, Bailey Spry, who I believe was the first victim that you see at the very beginning of the movie of It Follows has only been in three movies. It follows Age of Ice and Behind the Walls, all of which look like some sort of horror movies. But Jake Weary, who played Hugh, who played the the boyfriend who passed it on, uh, I knew he looked familiar, (laughs) and he only looks familiar from one movie, according to... Oh, well, no. Okay, maybe two. He was in It Chapter 2. He played... (laughs) Oddly enough, he played Webby in It Chapter Two. Uh, but I also knew him from uh, the phenomenal, critically acclaimed blockbuster movie Zombievers. That means it was dog shit. It was Zombievers. I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. that so, movie yeah, was phenomenal. Basically, when Webby or he, actually myself included, when uh, when when you we started going through the list from movies and we're like, God, oh, this this movie is world world renowned, phenomenal. You know the movie. We listen, were about to follow up with the dog shit. Listen, um, Zombievers had is objectively in it, dog shit. Okay, had Bill Burr, had it John Mayer. Right. It did, and it's 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 dog shit. Like it is it's actually dog the shit. The best. 
of all movies. No, it, it's actually dog shit. It's <laughs> actually a dog shit movie, but I got you. There's also a movie called Zombies. Uh, it's just it's a zombie movie where animal zombies t- and it takes place at a zoo. Yeah, probably also dog shit. Listen, Zombievers was great. Mm-hmm. It scored a four point eight out of ten on IMDb. Yep. 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 But anyway. Uh, that's, that's where I know him from. That's all. I, I did find a movie that I have not, not seen. Um, I have not seen it. It came across, you guys may have seen it. I doubt it though, but it came across my radar. Um, as I was scrolling through Reddit as I do, and it came across my radar. Uh, somebody asked, what is a, what is a movie or a TV show that invokes like world of darkness vibes? That's what somebody asked. And one of the replies like that World came across, Darkness, like, like, oh, you know, I had like, yeah, like vamp, yeah, like vamp style. Like what is a movie that invokes like vamp style vibes? Um, and I was like vamp or World of Darkness style vibes. So I was like scrolling through the, it was like a long post. I was scrolling through it and just looking at from the movies. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, standard affair, true blood, shit like that. Right. Uh, and this movie popped up and I haven't heard of it before. It came out in 2009 called Sodium Babies. Never heard of it. Me there, and they said that it is it is vamp like. So I, I, if you type in sodium babies, you won't get the movie. You type in you have to type in sodium babies movie, and you'll get it. Um, and I looked it up, and this, this is what the I'm going to read the synopsis of Dead of Sodium Babies to you. Dead, it actually comes up in a second. Um, let's see here. Where is the I don't know the end of me. The I'm the the award apparently the award award winning internationally acclaimed film. I haven't heard of it, but yep. here we go. Never heard of it. It sounds like so. Whoever uh, wrote this in world of feuding is just putting it's it's me Star- writing this. That's all it is. It's just somebody wanting this out. There. It might be. It might be. All right. Uh, in the world of feuding vampires, is seen through the eyes of dead dog. Our main character's name, dead dog. Uh, a ghoul. He is eternally trapped in slavery by the prince of all vampires. Dead Dog is shackled by the insanely domineering vampire Max. Dead Dog gets caught up in a brutal war of vampires. Caught up in a brutal war of vampires as he is trained to slaughter innocent humans to satisfy the bloodthirsty prince of vampires. After 30 years of grueling service, Dead Dog longs to free himself from this brutal madness of of his unending life where he never ages, where he meets the beautiful pussycat, a mysterious girl. Dead Dog... At last, finds meaning to his existence and struggles to set himself free. That is the synopsis or the uh, summary of this movie. So I'm curious. Hold on, no, there's more. Hold on, there's more. Oh, well, no, there, there's more to it than that. There's more. Yeah, there's more to it than describe this movie. Imagery, a cross between a graphic novel style of Sin City and True Blood, spiced with mythology of Fight Club. The film's immense style will surpass. Surprise, sorry, surprise, surprising the most insatiable viewers called an avant-garde masterpiece of cinema by numerous reviewers. The film's directors and visual effects supervisor, the Decca Bros, won the MTV Award for Best Visual Effects in 2012 for their work on Skrillex. Okay, 
So hold on. What I'm what I'm surmising of this is when they say it's been it's called avant-garde masterpiece of cinema by numerous reviewers. What they don't tell you is it's been re- at this point it's been reviewed by four people, and it's the people who made the movie. That's why they say it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Okay. It's possible. I, I like. I look at the cinematography of this movie. Like, I look at the stills of this of these photos, and I, I immediately think this is a like a college project film gone bad. So um, what I'm hearing is you want to watch this movie at some point. At some point, because it's like it's either like a, a hidden gem or it's dog shit. Well, um, and I don't I know if it scored exactly. F- it's exactly one of those two. It scored a five point two. Out of ten on IMDb, I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at it. I'm uh, looking at it. I know. Oh, these 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 still pictures. Oh my. Oh my. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The still pictures of it. It, it. It's either raving dog shit or or a sleeping gym. There is no in between. There is absolutely zero in between on this movie. Um, it is either absolute utter dog shit. That first picture of the guy is, with the glasses just. Instantly yeah, it, gives it me like, a oh you're playing a vampire mad the masquerade game back in 1990 and here's your high definition yeah this uh, is cutscene in the middle so, like, somebody just filmed their LARP yeah. this is what somebody filmed their LARP on VHS yeah and released it as a movie yep and it's really good when you it's know entirely the top, possible the top it's cast of seven people don't have any pictures on their IMDb's. They're all pictureless yeah, IMDb know. profiles. That's that's Vendetta. Well, hmm. To be fair, he's French. He is French. Hmm. Um, he, he's also a director. So Ben Vendetta was the actor of fucking who played Dead Dog, but he's also now a director who has direct. He was a director of Sodium. He was the actor and director of Sodium Babies. So he he, he had double uh double duty. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I just realized something. The Decker brothers. You motherfucker. So the director is Ben and Julian Decker. He's the main actor. And in the middle of the synopsis, he fucking fucking. Yeah. By New Year's, the film's director and visual effects supervisor, the Decker Bros, won the MTV Award for Best Visual Effects in 2012 for their work on Skrillex. So he fucking like kudos himself in the in, in his own fucking review. Yeah. Uh, this seems like it's either like I said, it's either a ma- a masterpiece in disguise or Probably it's not. fucking dog shit. Yeah. So, it's it's one of the two. two. Oh man. <laughs> there is no in between. It is one of the two. I this does not have to be like a watch anytime soon. This could be something that we watch on our own and just like we can like have like a fever dream about it on an episode one day. Um, and be like, do we watch this dog shit movie? Starring Dead Dog. <laughs> you remember oh, this? Oh man. Anyway, is... back to Ed Follows. Uh, um yeah. that was my that was my that was my uh Here's... designated like off topic rant for the for, for for the episode. Fair but back, back to Dead Dog. Dead, uh, Dead Dog. Back to uh, it, it follows. follows. It follows. So uh, yeah, no, the creepy the creepy tall I, guy is the new is Michigan's tallest man. I'm I'm glad they gave him a role. Seven. Yep, he is it's his only acting role today. Well, hey, you know what? And he looks like, like if you look at pictures of him now, he looks like he would sell you you used cars. Fair. I mean, to be oh, fair, that you. movie, watching that movie, you expect somebody to pop out and you know see a used car lot. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, the movie was so depending weird. on where they are in Michigan. Like it wasn't a bad movie. Like, depending on where they are in Michigan, yeah, like it, it is. You know what? I'm gonna look up it follow. I'm gonna look up it follows and see the filming location. That's the thing. It, it filmed. It filmed in Detroit. Well, that's what they said. They just narrowed it down to right. Detroit. But I mean, no, 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 no. I get it. It was filmed in Detroit, but there's a website that actually like oh. breaks down what. So, where and who we, where will, exactly it was filmed. I will say this, Rob. This was your pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I myself probably never going to watch this movie again. But if somebody came up to me, or if we had, you know, a friend or whatever, and said, "Hey, I, I've never seen this movie. I'd like to watch It Follows," I would actually probably watch it again with them. Mm. Uh, so it's. Like it's a good movie, and it's an interesting. I, I mean, it's an interesting concept, I suppose. Mm. Um, so I give you kudos for that. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it was a horror movie. Like I wasn't scared. Like there were certain parts where, like, with the ambiance of the movie and and like the the noises in the background or like the the beat of the music, like I'd find myself like my heart starting to you know, beat faster and faster. I, I feel like it does fall under that th- thriller category, maybe um, like a oh, suspense shit. thriller. I, did not I, I don't know. feel like it was horror at all. Really? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel good choice. I mean, is there a reason why you that. chose this movie? I don't know, just because it's one of the ones that I really like that I know you haven't watched, so... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he had been bringing up this movie for a while. But it was one of those things, like, I had already seen it, he had already seen it, so I was just like, it was like, it, it was one of those movies where, like, and I know you didn't like horror movies. I'm not saying this was going to be one of those ones that scared you, but, because, you know, I, I don't think it, it would have, but it was just funny. It was like, he had, he had brought it up a couple times. Um, and it was, we, it, we I always kind of, like, made the like the short list and it's never carried one, but I was right. totally, I'm totally fine. Like, I I enjoyed the movie. Um, again, also too, uh, Mike Lanier, R.I.P. He died at 48. Feel oh, bad. Well. Back in 2018, he died at 48. I'm assuming it was probably yeah. He had pancreatic cancer, Com- uh, complicated by by a ghost following him around. No, uh, he had he had the uh, he had an abnormal growth growth hormone. That's why he was 77. Um. Well, seven foot seven. Yeah, so that's why. Same, that, st- yeah. same type of yeah. thing as like Andre and whatnot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he had just recently gotten married. Sad day. Hmm. Anyway, R.I.P. Man, you're awesome. But um, also, were they were they at an ice cream shop at one point in this movie? Yeah, on Twelve Mile Road. Yeah, yeah I know that ice cream shop. I ran away from the. When she ran away yeah, from the ice cream uh, shop. I didn't realize it was Clark's. I've been to that fucking ice cream shop. <laughs> well. Yeah. When she ran like, from oh, the university. Like, if you look up Clark's ice there. cream in Michigan, you look, uh, on Google Maps, Clark Ice Cream in Michigan, if you look it up, you look across the street, there's a comic book store, Time Travelers. I guess you should go hang out there. I actually managed the gathering there for a while. And if you go Little out of here. did you, you know there right. was invisible ghosts chasing people around on those streets? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the ghosts that were chasing people on those streets were visible, very visible. Devin, you I, missed your uh, opportunity to fuck a college student and have a ghost chase you around. You're assuming I didn't take it up on that offer. Oh. 
then you passed it on. Yep. I am that kind of person. Either that or you just made that ghost your bitch. That's what I want. I want to see you know a what? movie. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to write it up. I created a similar, Where there's like a, a slow, I like a, I like a, the ghost. Where there's like a stalking ghost or that's like how, a stalking supernatural you know, thing coming after you, right? And then like the next scene, like you just see this ghost like banging on like this like basement window yelling for help and it's trapped in this normal person's house. I mean, hold on, hold on. Like that, this that normal person was, made that, that ghost. That, that's kind of happened. That's kind of happened. When? How come I haven't seen this movie? You have seen this movie. You're just not remembering the scene, and it's more played up for laughs. But it's definitely happened. Hold on. Well, I know they they did it in they did it to the zombies in in that zombie uh, not zombie land that other one. He kept his friend in the shed to play video games with. But Rob, what was some of your scenes like? What 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 really made this this movie hit the, like one of the tops of your list? Like why why did what made this movie stand out to you? Um, I mean, just because it was interesting. Like I like I said before, I before I saw this movie, my friends and I had talked about the snail scenario. Like, would you accept a million dollars if it meant that there was a snail that was always Matilda. chasing you and if it? And if it ever touched you, it died. You would die. So then this movie came out, and I'm like, it's just like the snail scenario, except you don't get the million dollars. You all you get is sex. <laughs> but then the well, thing tries to kill you. But but yeah, so it, it was the same concept, like the snail, like because it was like, oh, would you accept a million dollars if it meant that there was a snail that was always chasing you? I mean, it's extremely slow because it's a snail, but it's always after you, and if it touches you, you die. So. I mean, this is a little more difficult to, because it did touch her several times, but she got away. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the the whole concept was interesting. Like this unstoppable monster that's just constantly coming at you, but like it's slow, so you can get away. So it's kind of more like a slow terror. Like, oh god, I have to keep like rotating my life where I live so that it's slowly. So this, hold on, let me let me let me go back to the snail scenario that you brought up. So the whole scenario is just you get paid a million dollars, and if you take mm-hmm. it, there is a snail, like a literal snail, mm-hmm. that if it touches you, you die. Yep. But it's always coming at you, like the like the thing in that right. follows. Right. It knows where you are, and it's always coming towards you. Right. But it's very slow because it's a snail. So. But could you like use a golf club and like? Once it gets close to you, like drive you aren't it down able the to kill the snail, but yeah, you could knock it away from you. What if you put a pile of salt in front of you? It's unkillable, huh? I mean, I feel like we would run into the same situation, or or the same. Same afterthought that we did after the pool scene watching this was snails can't swim, so you could literally like knock it into the ocean and then just live on a houseboat. It wouldn't <laughs> be able to come get you. Yeah. Or better yet, you can just you can just treat it like like a ghost and supernatural and surround your 
your property and salt. Yeah, well, that's what I said. But Rob said you can't kill the thing, so it would still it would just oh, go over the salt it. and come after you. Yeah. Now, can it get through? Can, is it is it is it still a solid can you thing? Just like trap paint? it in like a, can you can you just trap it in like a cage? Like a cage, like a fucking jar. I mean, we thought of that, door? but. Or like, I mean, if you're in your house, can it or... is can it like bust down your door, or does it magically just go through no, walls? No, but it's or... very small. It can find what? ways inside. A snail like will not. No, not a snail. Yeah, they no, can crawl up like the wall. Base... Yeah, well, they can stick to walls and stuff, and maybe go in oh, an sure. air duct. Like it's like you don't know. It could find a way in somehow. Come up the dryer vent. You go to put stuff in the washing machine, and it can only move as fast as a snail. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! I'd take the million bucks. I'd take the million dollars. <laughs> I would move to another state, and every you know, every couple months, I would just move somewhere else or move back. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were saying. We just keep constantly like have one home on the east coast and one on the west coast, and just keep traveling back and forth every couple months. Yeah. And then the, the, if you time it just right, then you get this thing fucking perpetually stuck in like Oklahoma. <laughs> it's just like it can't. And then it's 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 in its own hell. It's like I can't leave this goddamn state. I like the idea of you torturing a snail for a million dollars. That's what this <laughs> that's what this scenario just turned into. Is it's not you running from the snail. It's you torturing the snail, snail, keeping it in fucking Oklahoma. That's all. What if it gets eaten by an animal? It's unkillable. I'm not saying that it dies, but it's going to be in that animal for right. quite a while. Hey, listen. So I did the math on it. Assuming a typical garden snail travels at 0. .029 miles per hour, um, and assuming it's going from Los Angeles to New York City, which is 2,451 miles, it would take the snail 9.6481 years to get from one side to the other. There you go. You only have to move every like nine years. Every nine years to be safe. Yep. Or uh, say nine and a half years. That way, like you're not now. What if you? What if you? What if you go a little further east? Like, what if we went like Washington State to say you know Massachusetts or or New Hampshire? Because we're a bit farther east than New York. Now, can you leave? Can you leave the the country? Can you leave the country? Yeah, I mean, eventually you no. run out of money. One would think. Well, I mean, if you like lived in like go live in like fucking go live in Japan, it's a fucking island. Yeah, I mean, I mean the snail can just it'll still eventually walk get across to you. the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but it would take longer, way longer. Although. Now that rises a good that brings up a good question. Can it though? Oh no, you're good. Because you're you good. have like currents up. and stuff in the ocean that's gonna like <clears throat> blow the snail around. Mm-hmm. It's always coming towards you no matter where it ends up. So it's gonna walk across the bottom of the ocean. Like whether it gets blown off course, it still knows where you are. It's just gonna turn and go to where you're do the to zombie going. proofing to your house and just put a bunch of like fucking treadmills on the ground so every time it steps on it just gets shoved back. <laughs> <laughs> Devin said he got it. What, what, what's your theory on this one? Uh, I looked it up. I looked it up. It went, uh, based on the math, it would take, if you 
if you started basically if you started there and moved to the other if you started in like let's say you started in like the middle of the world somewhere like you this is you you're not living in the north and south pole let's say you live in the north and south pole uh you started the north pole moved to the south pole exactly opposite of the snail it would take about a thousand years for the snail to reach you <laughs> okay so then we would Based just have on, to find pretty much what the exact opposite of the united states would be then yeah. Like, what land mass is over on the exact opposite side of the U.S.? Actually, no. Somebody did the math wrong. So, somebody did the fucking math wrong in that way. That guy did the math wrong. I was going to say, way, if, about he tra- if he travels uh, across the U.S. in nine yeah, years, yeah, no, it was Somebody did the math wrong. They forgot to fucking carry a zero, and then I, I looked at it and realized they forgot to carry the goddamn zero over Um, when they were doing it. So, it became shorter than it should have been. Um, Yeah. So, 94.7 years. To circumvent the globe, so about hundred years. So you won't live that long. So assuming you 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 took this deal at, at twenty, you're good. You're good. You move to the other side. Just go accept the deal. Like figure out where you want to live. Figure out the geographical opposite of where you are. Accept the deal, and then when the snail gets to you, wait, be waiting at the airport when the snail gets to you. Board board and, and fly off, and you're good. And you never got to worry about the snail for the rest of your life. Fair. Unless you like live. Like 110, but at that point, do you really care? <laughs> and then on your deathbed, you have sex with your nurse, and then you just chuckle and say, Ha ha ha, you're next, and then you croak. And she has no idea what you even mean. And then she's just, you know, minding her own business one day, being, you know, a nurse, and then all of a sudden, a snail crawls onto her foot and she dies. <laughs> For no reason. And then they or bring you- her to the corner, and the girl corner's like, Death. Death by snail, I guess. That's she fucked up. She, she probably Theoretically, you save up your, here, grab. <laughs> Theoretically, you save up your million dollars. You live on. You live in the lamb. You live budget. You live. You lay low. You wait until Elon Musk perfects space travel. You then move to Mars. Wait. You take your million dollars. You spend eight hundred thousand dollars on a plane on a rocket ticket to Mars. You live on Mars. Boom. You're Hold good. on. What animal eats snails? Based on you. Next, the next freaking. Rocket snails on it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. With, a, with its little snail space helmet. They're probably, they're probably not launching like realistically. They're probably not, like, they're probably launching like one rocket every like five years initially. So you got a good five year head start. You're good to go, and you're on Mars. Better I think yet, you're okay. We find out who accepted this deal, and then we play pranks on him by like. Becoming waiters at a restaurant when they're ordering food, like lift up the thing and there's just That's a snail. And yeah, <laughs> and he's like, ah! Then he runs away. Then you yell at everybody about how he's, he didn't fucking tip you because he's an asshole, <laughs> and then his <laughs> reputation is ruined. Anyway, what animal eats snails? Birds, humans. Bugs. No, besides humans. No! Oh, fuck yeah! No! I got it! Motherfucker! You you pay... I know you can't kill it, but you just... You pay somebody X amount of dollars to just constantly be on watch, and when the snail gets too close, he just eats it and then flies somewhere else, takes a flight to fucking California, and then shits it out and then flies (laughs) back. Boom! It's not. It doesn't. T- it doesn't kill them if it touches them. It only kills you. 
I mean, they wouldn't have to eat it. They could just put it in like a container of some I'm, kind and fly it back out. Yeah, to but that's not nearly as entertaining. Okay, I, it's not nearly as entertaining. This, this is a stupid conversation. It is. It follows Snail Edition. It's it's the sequel, Death by Snail. Seven hours later. Anyway. Alright, so that's over the hour mark. That's all we got for It Follows. It's a good movie. I recommend it. Uh, I give it a thumbs up. I'm, I'm rating it probably, I don't know, I give it like a 5 or 6. Somewhere between a 5 and a 6 out of 10. It wasn't great, but I didn't hate it. Devin, what do you give it? I'll give it about a 7. Alright, Rob? For me, it's about a 7. An eight. It's one of my favorites. An eight. God, Rob, yep. you don't know movies. I'm just kidding. But I, I was just <laughs> thinking how funny it would be like for it to be the sequel. She's just like screaming. Like she opens the door and she runs back against her wall screaming, and the snail's like slowly walking, like sliding across her doorstep, and it like the camera pans back and shows how far away they are and how slow the snail's moving. <laughs> no, see, see, what they have to do is what's what, see. This, this is how you beat it. Follows. You just have you just instead of letting the ghost have sex with you, you have sex with the ghost. Yeah. Um, and then you now tackle it, to it to the ground mm-hmm. and sex it yeah. to death. You fuck exactly, and then it has to kill itself. Like you, cause see, like all the sex they so far has passed on has been consensual sex, right? So you have to consent to sex with the ghost. That's how you beat it. Follows you consent Boom. to sex with the ghost. Boom. <laughs> And then it now it, it's passed on to itself, and now it has to kill itself. And when so it tackles you and starts choking you, you just yell back, say you like it rough. I'm not going to lie. And then I'm it gets weirded out. It leaves you alone because it doesn't know how to react. That's how they actually wind up beating it. If like, they make a sequel to It Follows and ever, and that's how you wind up beating the ghost and It Follows, it's just like you consent to sex with the ghost. I will... I literally, it, it will be possibly be the worst sequel of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to write to them. I'm going to say this should be your sequel and this should I mean, be how it ends. No one will see it coming except time. for one guy uh, in Detroit. <laughs> little preview for next week, right? little preview for next week will, will be Halloween Kills. Um, Actually, I think yeah, Wendy will enjoy it. I will be right back. You continue talking. All right, yeah, yeah. little prequel for next week. It'll be Halloween Kills. Um, I have seen it. I will see it again. I'm going to watch it multiple times. Uh, I will say this. I'm going to give a a, a, pre- a preface to the movie. Because uh, it's already been confirmed that there's going to be a third installment of this new Halloween. Uh, and how they how that plays out will determine your view on this movie. I will say that. But other than that, Next week, I think, will be great. Uh, um, at least a lot to talk about. Webby's going to be a lot of happy. The movie lives up to its name. So, there you go. I feel like, the, I feel like to give you an idea, Rob, I feel like Halloween Kills was a movie. Was like I think Webby got a hold of the Halloween script and like snuck in his version of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what it was. I feel like Webby stuck in his version of the Halloween Kills script. I feel like that's what it was. What? Yeah, Webby, I, I, I feel like Halloween Kills, I feel like you wrote a script for Halloween Kills, 
and you snuck it in at the last second, and then nobody caught. So what you're telling me is it's filled with pizza and bears and half-naked women. And Michael Myers (laughs) wins. I mean, I wouldn't say the pizza, the bears, or the half-naked women. Actually, it's for a horror movie, and it's surprisingly not a lot of nudity. I don't think there's really any nudity in the movie at all. But, uh, I mean, it is a, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's good, but like I, you missed the part where I said if there has been confirmed a third one, and the based on how the third one is handled and how the third one does, like in terms of how like it explains and how you know, basically how the third one portrays and wraps up everything will determine how people view this movie. Okay. I will say it that way. Now, have you but already? Have I really, already watched it. I've seen it, but I'm going to see it again because I, I I was mandated the night it came out, so I watched it. Oh. The night came out because I had nothing else to do. Um, so I may, uh, yeah. So I've seen it. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to plan around. I think the optimal time for me to watch it, probably internet wise, would probably be either earlier in the morning or like super late at night. So we're going to have to find a time. Super, super late, late at night, night probably works watch. best. Or I can watch it because next week I'm probably going down to my mom's. So I can watch it down there, which the internet will be fine down there. I don't have to worry about it. I can bring my laptop. We can watch it down there. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then I can record it later. Okay. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's it. So that's how I feel about that one. But that's a little preview for next week, guys. Uh, I can dive in on that one a little bit more deeper later, obviously. Yep. In addition to uh, Hall- the new Halloween movie, our, our review of that coming out next Friday. Uh, we have the Halloween stream next Saturday. Uh, Rob, if you want to go ahead and promote that, since that's your baby. Yep, uh, our 13 hour holiday dead stream, uh, Halloween dead stream, not holiday, <laughs> uh, is going to start at noon Eastern and go till 1 p. Uh, 1 a.m. Uh, that's the set time. Sometimes we carry on over 1 a.m. if we're having fun with whatever game we're playing. Um, but it should be pretty fun. Uh, me and Webby will be there. I don't know if Devin's going to be there because he hasn't signed up for anything. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, I think he's working, um, and he said he might. Oh yeah, he That's might right. come stop by that. after he's out. Sorry, Devin did say that. That's my bad. Uh, but yeah, so that is uh, true. Yes, I will not. Be, I may or may not be there. It all depends. Well, if I, you, um, if you can, I won't be there hop, for like a lot of the game, and just say may, hi. may or may not see me pop in. Yeah, yeah, you may or may not see me hop in, depending on how everything goes. Um. Or I may be there. I don't know. I mean, if I am there with my internet the way it is, I won't be able to play any games, but I will at least hang on and chatter, talk or shit. But yeah. continue, Rob. Uh, so we're collecting money. It's a charity stream. It's the beginning of our charity drive for Extra Life for Kids. We're collecting for several children's hospitals. The ones I know for sure are the Boston Children's Hospital and the Connecticut Children's Hospital. Uh, is it real apparently, or is it fake ball? apparently, New Hampshire does not have a children's hospital. I've no, I tried to find closest, one. Our closest one is Boston. Because <laughs> New uh, Hampshire is just basically Boston. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere's just Boston. Anywhere within 100 miles yeah. of Boston, you're from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that, Dude, that's how every time, every time I have to describe, when people ask me, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, you know, New Hampshire, you know, this, this town in New Hampshire. They're like, where's that? It's like, oh, well, have you heard of you know Manchester, which is the one of the, it's probably the largest town in New Hampshire? They're like, uh, no, where's that? It's like north of Boston. I live north of Boston. God damn. <laughs> They're like, oh, Boston. Okay, K 
can you say that thing? It's like, no, nah, I'm not going to say that fucking thing. And then they're like, come on, say it. I'll be like, nah, fuck off. Go park the car in Harvard Yard. There, you happy? Get the fuck out of my face. Jesus. <laughs> hey. Verbatim how the conversation goes for the most part. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, do we have a list? Did, did, did we have a list of games finalized or? Yep. Do you want to go ahead and go over those one more time? Let me get there. So, oh, nope. This is the we the uh, Christmas charity stream. Give me one second. Uh, where the heck is? There it is. I know one of them is a new one called, like, There's Dead Hunger. Two new Dread ones. Hunger or something. Dread Hunger, yep. Uh, so, the first game is going to be Monster Seeking Monster, which is a Jackbox game. Um, then we'll be playing Phasmophobia, which is a ghost hunting game. Uh, then Dread Hunger, which is kind of like a horde theme um, Among Us. Uh, and then we'll be playing Dead by Daylight. Uh, and then Left 4 Dead 2 after that. Versus mode, probably. Uh, and then another new one called In Silence, where the monster can only see by radar. So if you make noises or talk to each other, it get, it can see where you are. But otherwise, it, it has to kind of guess and walk around. So, seems interesting. And is that, is that one finalized? I don't have that one. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. So, that's next weekend. That's, uh... That'll be coming out right after our Halloween episode. And then we're finally out of fucking October and we can get back to <laughs> normal movies, even though technically we've only done three horror movies this month. And technically, I, I really ripped off this month because uh, one, two, three, yeah, there should have been two extra weeks of horror movies for us. But the first two weeks this month, we did the... Uh, Super villain and superhero tournament thing that I put up. Uh, so I'm sorry, but not really about that. That just means so two Webby less horror you. movies so, for me. Oh, so basically, Webby owes you two more horror movies. Webby, we're going to continue into uh, November. No. Webby owes you two more horror movies. No, no I actually I figured, we are going to do I that. No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And I have the perfect movie to get with Linus up for Thanksgiving. Listen, we're going to do Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving three. <laughs> What? No, we're gonna do Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving three. Where was <laughs> Thanksgiving two? There is no Thanksgiving two. Thanksgiving two is named Thanksgiving three. That's dumb. What? It is. They're at, the movies are terrible, but they're yes. <laughs> like that's what we're gonna do. Yet to oh, be man. determined, folks. That's what I'm you, saying. I'm, I'm gonna show you the trailer. You're gonna be all in for it. Maybe. If in. that's the case, then sure. It's a, it's but a, you have to be it's a murdering turkey. It's a oh, murdering okay. fucking I'm turkey. I'm in. Never mind. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Murder turkey? God. This is great. <laughs> this is going to be right up there with zombievers. <laughs> yes, it will be. It's it's an awful fucking movie, but can I'm we, in the watch it for things. In December, can we do... Can, can we, we open do, two more? Can we do Santa's Sleigh starring the Bill Goldberg? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you know what? This you know what? This December because you hate fucking Christmas. Every year we do something different. Let's do uh, horror themed Christmas movies. Why do they have to be horror? 
Well, well, like, whole, well, like, whole October well, of horror. movies that take place, movie not horror. I'm saying like movies can, that take place. Like, during, like B, I want to do like B movies, something like that. Just then they can be well, horror. I mean, movies, but... B movies, but um, I wanted to do uh, fuck, what is that movie? Fuck. There's another Hold one, on. but I think I'll, I, I, I don't think it's maybe it's Mel Gibson. Yeah, I don't know if you were thinking of Rob, but it's, it's it's pretty good. Where there's like a retired um, Santa Claus that beats the shit out of like these, he goes all mafia on like these these elves that try to like steal from him or some shit. I don't remember. Yeah, I wouldn't really call it a horror movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really call this a horror movie. It's more like a uh, better watch out. It's more of a like thriller than a horror movie. I'm gonna write. Um, I'm but, gonna write a Christmas movie where Chris Kringle is a lawyer. I and I'm just gonna out, call it the Claus. I think that's. I think I thought that was pretty like smart. Anyway, I, I Rob, we need a science corner to get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, well, I had a listener request to science corner. Sorry, in the middle of yawn. Uh, uh, so a listener. I bet you can guess who. Hi, uh, mom. <laughs> uh, asked me about. Galaxies colliding. Let me get the actual wording here. It won't ever happen in our lifetime. No, it won't. So there's no sense in worrying about it. Nope. I mean, even if it was to happen during our lifetime, it's probably not too much to worry about. Um, so Just think of it this way. Yeah. Like, if you want to know what a galaxy's colliding would be like, t- think of an 18-wheeler full of Reese's peanut butter cups and an 18-wheel- 18-wheeler hauling cartons of milk slam into each other at 90 miles an hour. What that highway would look like is what the galaxies would look like. That's how I picture it. I mean, not exactly. It'd be a little less chaotic than that, actually. Uh, so she asked, do all galaxies have planets? And if so, when they collide, what happens to the planets and the galaxies afterwards? Uh, so yes, uh, all galaxies have planets because all of them have stars and stars usually draw in with their gravity, uh, lots of like dust from space. So like iron and and stuff like that, that creates the cores of planets that then create more dust. What constitutes uh, a planet? planet what i don't what do you mean what constitutes a planet like what makes what makes a, a mass a planet the, the size apparently not pluto pluto's yeah. a goddamn planet i don't care who who says it's not it is it, I don't it just goes by the, the size and how much like if it has its own gravity kind of thing okay so so, so what you're telling me is there is 100 percent there is Every single galaxy out there has planets. There, there, there isn't a possibility where a galaxy out there doesn't have planets in it. Yes, I. Uh, I there's disagree. a possibility that some stars might not have planets around them, but galaxies have millions of stars, and for all those millions of stars to not have any planets at all is mind-bogglingly, like, unrealistic. Yeah, I, 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 I bet there is. Why do you ask me science questions if you don't want to hear the answers? I didn't ask this science question. You you're just asked this one though about. <laughs> I asked what I, makes I a planet a planet. Yes, all 
Oh, and then you asked me that they, why there were no... How could a galaxy not have planets or whatever? And I told you that all the galaxies do have planets, and you don't believe me. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't stating that as a question, though. I'm stating it as my opinion. There, ha- I, I think that there has to be a galaxy out there that doesn't have planets. Opinions are not science. Opinions are opinions. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't think scientists know and have every galaxy out there mapped out. Okay. So, it's just saying, man, weirder shit has happened. Continue. No, I'm done. No, galaxies colliding. Oh, that was your mom's first question. Did you you said no? It's not. I told her that yes, all galaxies are planets, and you say it's not true. So. Why would I continue? (laughs) For the ones that do have planets. So what would happen? Rob, 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 go ahead and finish it, and I promise you, I will. Rob, go ahead and finish it, and I promise you, I will gear my life advice just for you. Okay. Uh, So anyway, if you choose to believe what I tell you, when galaxies collide. Um, there is a lot of empty space in between stars, so a lot of times one galaxy will just be absorbed into the other without much chaos, um, because, I mean, there there will obviously be some, like, some planets might get pushed off and flung into the inter intermedium of space, some stars themselves actually might get thrown off, but most of it will just combine and become an even larger galaxy. So some things might be moved out of the way, uh, depending on like the gravity of the stars that are moving next to other stars. Like they'll kind of like push off each other and end up in different spots. Um, depending on how fast that happens, like if it were to happen to the sun, like got pushed off by a bigger star that came in from another galaxy, depending on how fast it moved, we might not even notice because the sun would just start to move away from the other star. And it wouldn't be fast enough for us to be able to tell any difference. If it were flung, uh, yeah, we're going to notice and it's not going to be good. But most likely, most of the time, the other stars and planets just kind of come in and settle and make a bigger galaxy. If we're unlucky and we get flung into the the reaches of space, uh, most likely the Earth's... uh, what the hell is it called? Rota- uh, orbit would be thrown off somewhat and we might end up getting too hot or too cold um or or whatnot um so it kind of depends it's it's hard to predict okay i have another theoretical question mm-hmm. and i know you love my questions uh-huh. <laughs> now this is purely theoretical because i know there's too many goddamn variables to account for and and like you said like uh like climate changes of any type that would just completely obliterate you know earth and make us uninhabitable uh, but like, okay, so say a galaxy crashed or or merged in with ours, right? Would it be possible? Which will eventually happen, by the way, but not in our lifetimes. Where eventually the Milky Way and Andromeda galaxies will combine into one. Yeah. So like, say say the stars, like the two massive suns of both those galaxies, the two massive stars in those galaxies, or whatever. Is it possible because like we rotate around the sun? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that 
the other sun would also fall into orbit around that's our sun or vice versa or whatever. And like planets would have like, like earth would have two suns. Uh, it's unlikely because the gravity of stars would push each other away. Kind of like, you know how, when you try to put two magnets together, they push against each other with stars. It would be the same. Um, every once in a while, there are stars that will like attract and become two. So if, if somehow a sun that was weaker in gravity got pulled into our sun, then yeah, it's possible. But like, it, it would then be too hot and earth wouldn't be able to survive because there'd be two suns. <clears throat> so, but, but what if, but what, yeah, if I, what if the other sun was equidistant from Earth, but on the opposite side, like on the Pluto side of things? It doesn't. It would still be too hot. Like you would have because right now we have we're in the Goldilocks zone of the sun, so we would be even if we were in the Goldilocks zone of two suns, it would still be too hot. Like it would have to be far enough away that it didn't give us any heat at all. Oh, all right. But it would still be bright enough that it would look. Or appear to look like a sun to us, or probably not. Um, it would look like a very large star, probably, in uh, order to not not burn us to damn death. It. I want to live on a planet with two suns. Yeah, they would have to be two suns that were both very dim, like two uh, red dwarfs, probably, in order for that to happen. I mean, there Earth would never be able to do it because our sun is too energetic and too hot. But like, if for some someday when we get space travel, it's possible we could find a binary system that has a habitable planet. It would just have to be basically far enough away that the two suns are not boiling it. All right. Well, see, that was my question. I don't feel like that was a dumb question. Nope. All right. I'm glad I could redeem myself in your scientific eyes. No, I mean, and I don't think your other question was dumb. It's just you're like, oh, no, I don't believe you. There are galaxies without planets. I'm like, no, no. There ha- Listen, <laughs> in my opinion, there just there has to be that contradiction. Like nothing. In my opinion, nothing is finite set in stone kind of thing. Like we don't know. We don't. There could be galaxies out there that we just haven't discovered yet that that are not mapped out that you know that we're not aware of and who's to say that they but, they have planets like we just we don't know. There's too much unknown. The same materials that make up stars also make up planets. So if you had a galaxy with stars, there's no like and then if you don't have stars, you don't have a galaxy. So Yeah, but what stars... if you, what if you had a star with like 13 Plutos flipping around in there. Pluto's apparently not considered a planet because it's too goddamn small. So then that galaxy wouldn't have planets, technically. Even though I would sit there and say, yeah, it has a bunch of fucking Plutos floating around. But every one of those millions of stars would have to have tiny little dwarf planets instead of regular ones. Do you know how astronomical... Like, our pl- our one star has nine planets. It's like... Yeah, I get it. Every one of those stars in like a million star galaxy would have to not have planets. It's it's just astronomically like mathematically impossible. Nothing is impossible, my friend. Hmm. Nothing. If you dream it, Rob, Rob, dreams can Rob, rest and solace. Rest <laughs> Here and comes solace life advice. You, with you will enjoy. You will enjoy my life advice, and Webby will hate it. Right? Oh, thanks. <laughs> my life advice. Is very my life advice is very simple, people. Let me just start the if you ever find music. yourself, <laughs> if you ever find if you ever find yourself being attacked by a mob of clowns, always go for the juggler. 
<laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Outro music's playing, so if you guys want to go ahead and say where you can find find yourselves on the internet, go ahead now. I'm not you asking this me, week. Uh, Fuck guys, these jugglers. You guys can find me. You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie. You can find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And you can find me and you can find me on eBay as uh, Mr. Imposta. Uh, don't find me this week. Just come to the, the live stream on the 30th uh, at twitch.tv slash distractions media. Fuck Booster Gold. <laughs>